0: My name is Hanuman. I'm one of the co-founders and CEO at shopsal.ai. in this particular series, we're trying to demystify sales enablement for those of us who are not very familiar with the concept and uh, you know how these tools work. So, all right, let's get started. Okay, so what is sales enablement? I think this is a term that's, that we're using a lot these days when it comes to sales tools, right? Uh, I mean, there are almost everything uh, that we do can fundamentally is about enabling salespeople. So what is this? What are these new sales enablement tools? What do they do? I think as a category or any tool that equips the salesperson with the right information, sales playbooks, content, and uh, and training, coaching, and so on and so on, to come across as experts when they meet their clients and uh you know make a really great impression and close deals so any any category of those any group of those tools uh you know broadly fall under sales enablement and uh, at the core of it sales enablement is about making sure that the sales guys have everything that they need at fingertips and they are able to kind of access them when as part of the sales process and not, you know, look for a document in an email, a drive, a SharePoint or a WhatsApp chat or, you know, or in a CRM. So the speed at which they respond to their their clients is extremely important and sales enablement is just about, you know, putting all this together so that it is in a format that is readily usable by your sellers. So if becoming a trusted advisor to your customers and potential customers is so important, and make no mistake, almost every salesperson knows the importance of being an, you know being an advisor. So why do they struggle? Broadly, it's about two challenges. The first one is about the mindset, right? Uh, you know, uh, as a salesperson, do I have that mindset and uh, is willing to put in that effort to be well prepared, uh, do my homework, understand the customer's pain point, do my research, have all the product collateral together and and just uh, you know go and talk about it and the second one is am i someone who just wants to focus on my product my pitch and my way of selling or uh, am i someone who looks at a customer first approach where i want to understand their challenges their pain points uh, you know uh, and then figure out what kind of solutions would work for them and then then figure out how my product can fit in that so this is all about mindset the other one is the lack of support. So, uh, sales is a hard job and a lot of times, you know, we, we're all under pressure to hit our numbers and it's not necessary that, you know, you have all the support that you need. So, uh, you probably would have gone through a one time induction when, when you got the role and you went through all the products and so on and so on. And after that, mostly it's about learning on the go. So, uh, you kind of go, you're on your own, you, you don't necessarily know what are the best practices how do other customers, uh, how do other salespeople sell and so on and so on. And uh, you may not always have the right information with you. And one of the one of the biggest challenges that the salespeople face and one of the things that they really hate is to keep repeatedly saying that, hey, uh, I don't have that information. Let me get back to you. And uh, that's something that, you know, every salesperson wants to avoid. So it's about having that uh, handy uh, and uh, at at the right time and, uh, you know, having a sales playbook in place to make sure that they have all that. So I think the first one is about mindset and the second one is about lack of support. So these are the two big issues. There are some of the basics uh, and best practices that all of us can follow to, to kind of equip our sales folks. So uh, first, make sure that uh, you have a playbook in place. Uh, uh something that clearly mentions what's your product what's your ideal customer profile what are the different customer profiles that you speak to what are the challenges that they face how does your product really help them uh what kind of solutions you guys can provide what are the typical objections how to handle all this has to be clearly written down uh in a format that's extremely easy to consume otherwise uh, every person would have their own way of handling it and you wouldn't really have consistency of message across i think that's That's a very important factor or the other one is about make sure that all the information content tools that salespeople need are at one place. Don't don't expect them to search at 10 different places of, you know, email, their own computer, mobile, WhatsApp, CRM. So don't expect them to go through 10 tools to find the right solution and right information and find out whether they have worry about whether they have the latest product brochure and competitor information and so on so make sure that they have all uh, at one place preferably as part of their process preferably in a tool that they use day in and day out don't don't expect them to kind of uh, use dozen tools so it, it's a hard job out there so don't don't make it harder uh, uh the other one is don't don't throw uh content that is that's not easy to use at them so don't make uh, you know 20 slide presentations on each of your product and and expect them to go through all that and then you know pick up the right slide pick up the right information when they're in front. make sure that you're giving it in a format that's that's easy to digest uh that's easy to use real times so just i think the format is extremely important and you know they it's all about you know are you able to help them just in time when they really need it uh i think that that should be the focus Question is how do you measure the effectiveness of sales enablement, or how do you how do you measure you know how uh, salespeople becoming an expert advisor uh, is is helping your business, is helping the salesperson? Uh, that's a tricky question. There are there are no you know one size fits all uh, answers to this question. So it, it depends a lot on your context, your specific sales process, and so on and so on. But broadly, there are certain thumb rules that you could look at. Right. So, uh, so one is to kind of look at the quality of conversations that they're having now versus before. If, if you are using any of these tools that kind of capture customer conversations, it's a it's a fairly straightforward exercise where you could look at the quality of conversations, look at the kind of sales pitch that they're doing, and look at how they're handling their objections. And that's a very easy way to look at it. The other one is to look at uh, the the productivity. Right. Uh, how uh, you know. What is the average sales productivity of your typical sales guy before and after? Are they able to close more deals now? Are they able to sell deals at a higher value now? Uh, how has your product mix changed the way you you want it to be and so on and so on. Uh, and another important factor that we have seen, uh, you know, is is around uh, sales cycle. So uh, so let's say uh, we, we have a case where, you know, uh, for one of our clients where typically uh, an average sales cycle for an insurance policy used to be around three weeks and then you know after, after using this product it could it, it kind of drastically ca- come down so there are a lot of times where sales are able to close the deals right in the meeting because they're able to make that compelling sales pitch so so how long does it take to close a sale or uh, is another important factor is there a significant improvement there or uh, the other one is about you know are, are how many customer specific personalized presentations are they making now compared to before or uh, because at the end of the day more compelling uh, personalized presentations based on the customer needs means more business so that kind of gives you uh, some kind of a causal relationship between the activity on the field and uh and and the actual sales uh the, the the other one is also about response time so uh how how long are they taking to kind of make a compelling presentation based on the conversation that they probably would have had are they are they sharing a proposal in 48 hours or are, are they doing it in one hour are they able to do it in five minutes so uh in a lot of cases that we have seen uh the the response times have come down from something like two days to five minutes and that's massive we all know that you know uh the trust that you can build when you respond faster is pretty high so uh, so that's another one so it's it's so as I said, it's it's all about productivity, sales cycle, uh, the quality of conversations, uh, the response times. So, uh, so the good thing is we have enough tools these days to kind of look at all these metrics and uh, do a fairly good estimate of how uh, how effective your sales enablement initiative is. All right. So uh, I think that's been the focus of this episode, uh, where understanding the importance of salesperson to be a trusted advisor. What's the need for it? How can you equip salespeople to be trusted advisors? What's the role of sales enablement in that? And uh, what are the best practices around implementing sales enablement? Thank you for uh, listening in and uh, see you in the next episode of uh, Sales Enablement by SharpSell. We'll come back with another topic that's useful. Till then, goodbye.